Uh, right now, they're going to switch gears to what's going on in Eastern Europe. Um, apparently, the, the White House is saying that uh, Russian troop deployments in Eastern Ukraine, the peacekeeping troops, as Vladimir Putin uh, said yesterday, uh, the White House is now calling it an invasion. They were, they, they were a little reluctant to call, come out and say this is an invasion yesterday, but now they're all in. Uh, which means that opens the door to uh, the crippling sanctions that we've heard. UK have already brought some in. Uh, it all came to a head yesterday in a, in a in a strange rambling. I don't know what you want to call it. Speech, um, media availability from Russian President Vladimir Putin and some of his ministers, and ultimately it came to uh, a head with him recognizing two um, regions of Ukraine as. Independent. I mean, it, and it's 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 the escalation we all thought was coming. Now, what comes next? So, to get some insight, we're going to chat now with Andrew Rasoulis, who is the uh, fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. We've talked to him about Russia before, and we appreciate the insight. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Shay. Glad to be back in your show. It's uh, difficult times, but uh, there we are. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess from what I'm seeing, and, and you know, with the now they're calling it an invasion, it looks like uh, the Western world saying, okay, Putin's, you know, he's decided on war. He basically ruled out negotiation yesterday and took the step, you know, with the recognizing the two regions and then sending in troops that, you know, he, he decided on war, correct? Would that be fair? It's closer to war. Yeah. Uh, so so let's let's really split that one. Um, he has taken the Minsk process off the table. Yeah. The Minsk process was the 2015, we've talked about that before, to reintegrate those two republics into Ukraine proper. That's off the table. He's basically said, okay, now that's, they're independent. They're, they could actually join Russia. It's, it's ours now. So Ukraine, you've lost it. Like you've lost Crimea before, you've lost it now. No more negotiation on that. So he's tight. He's ratcheted up the military option, reduced the diplomatic option. The big question now is, from the Russian perspective, what is going? What are they going to do? And I think they're still waiting, uh, with some hope, perhaps, or maybe this is dissipating over the day, whether or not uh, the um, uh, Biden and Putin would eventually meet, as Macron had reported yeah. on Sunday before all this happened. Um, but but this morning, and so this is a moving target. This morning, early in the morning, uh, the Russian uh, spokeswoman for the their foreign ministry indicated that the Russians still held open the option of diplomacy, and that they were expecting uh, their foreign minister Lavrov to meet uh, the Secretary of State Blinken in Geneva on Thursday. They would in turn then set up uh, the Putin Biden summit. Now, I haven't heard anything further to that from the American side. And, you know, they're, they're talking about declaring this an invasion, mm-hmm. but there's been no shooting. Okay, because they, what they have done is they've moved, the Russian forces now are moving into previously held territory by the Ukrainian rebels with Russian support. So there's been no exchange of fighting between Russian forces and Ukrainian forces. So it's not the kind of invasion we would think if they had moved in the southern part uh, towards to create a land bridge from Crimea or in the north from Belarus, threatened uh, Kiev. That has not yet happened. It can happen. They have the forces to do that. But they're, I believe, waiting now to see what the Western reaction will be. So we're kind of in a pause. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, sanctions are starting to kick in. But even the West has been sort of wondering what kind of sanctions do they, do they apply? Do they apply local ones like they did last night? They were already talking about local sanctions for companies dealing in those republics. So that's off the table, but that wasn't very much anyway. So that's kind of symbolic. 
The Germans then led off later this morning with a with a, a, a very important sanction. Yeah, the pipeline. Yeah, pipeline. So they they canceled the certification of it. It hadn't never hadn't been working yet, but there was a certification process taking place. They've canceled that. Uh, the British have, have imposed uh, sanctions on Russian banks, or three of them, I believe, operating in London, plus on a number seize the assets of a number of oligarchs who are supporters of Putin. So these are strong measures that are now beyond the Luhansk thing uh, or the Donbass issue. How far will they go now? This is anyone's game, and I believe the Russians are waiting to see what happens. But uh, diplomacy still has a sliver of hope. And don't forget, when even if the fighting starts, and that, that could happen, diplomacy doesn't really end because war is about politics, and diplomacy is always there. It simply takes a back seat while the soldiers engage in combat, maneuver their forces, press the uh, opponent, and then diplomacy kicks back in to try to come up with a peace agreement because it always has to end in some kind of agreement at the end of the day. Yeah, eventually. So, yeah. So that's where we are today. We don't know. Uh, there's, there's so many moving balls in the air. Uh, we're, I believe we're waiting to see what the Western reaction will be, and then Putin will make his counter moves. Do you really think Putin is interested in diplomacy? I mean, I, I don't know if he wants to take it to an all-out war, but it certainly seems to me, as a guy who doesn't have near the amount of knowledge as you do, um, but you take a look at the way this all played out over the course of the weekend with, you know, propaganda and accusations that the Ukraine is developing nuclear weapons and this is just a conspiracy of the West to keep Russia under the heel. I mean, it's the same thing we've seen before. It's the same playbook. Uh, push, 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 right? And uh, is anything different this time around? Well, what is different is that the Russians and Putin, they've lost uh, patience. Um, that's okay. why Minsk is gone. So that's a major shift. Uh, the question then becomes, on, because, and don't forget, the, the primary mission of Putin here has been to rebuild Russia as a great power. Yes. And a, sub a key subcomponent, existential component to that is Ukraine being, if not formally part of Russia, then a very closely aligned state uh, to Russia at at best, if you will, neutral, uh, but certainly non-aligned, not part of NATO. That's definitely not on the table for Putin. He will never accept that. And if that is pushed, he, in my opinion, would be prepared to wage war to prevent that. So what are you watching now? I mean, is this is it all about troops? We see the troops now in um, Donbass uh, moved in yesterday. Uh, is it sort of what's the next step from Russia or is the next step fall now to the West? I believe the next step falls to the West. Okay. I think uh, Putin, he's, he's now made this thing. He's going to consolidate the Russian positions in, in the two republics. They are prepared to move further should it be necessary. Uh, but I believe he's going to see what the West reacts. And if, they, if there is a chance to achieve a neutral Ukraine without a war, he'll take that. Now, the other question is what the Ukrainians are going to do. Yeah. And, and there's an issue. Will they move to a, a, a neutral option, which they have resisted? Uh, the Ukrainian nationalists have, um, have abhorrence to that concept. But Zelensky, when he first came into office, had toyed with the idea and then moved away when the nationalists put pressure on him. Under the current circumstances where he is facing a real full-on war, that issue of, deter of, of neutrality versus pushing to join NATO when they know they don't have consensus to be accepted into NATO, so it's just a point of principle, yeah. but it's not really going to happen. Is that worth a war? This is the question that Zelensky now has to face and the Ukrainians have to face. And it all happens fairly quickly is my take, right? I mean, it's not like this will drag yeah. out much longer one way or the other. This will all move fairly quickly this week. 
reasonably, yeah, this week is, is critical because, I mean, the Russians can't really sustain. They've right. got, you know, the, the varying number, 150 to 180,000 troops uh, standing by uh, in, in, your, in war footing. Uh, that cannot be sustained definitely. And the Russians have repeated that, you know, this has to be wrapped up one way or the other. So we're talking a week, two weeks. I mean, I think by the time March rolls around, we'll know. Interesting. Andrew, thank you so much for your insight. Always appreciate it. You're very welcome, Shay. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is Andrew Rasoulis, who is a fellow with the Canadian Global Affairs Institute.